Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tech Finds, your favorite podcast for finding out cool stuff about wine as well as cool stuff about technology. I'm Scott Delandy, your East Coast connection for Tech Finds, and I am joined by my esteemed colleagues. We have Melissa Gurney Green representing the Pacific Northwest, Hello, just outside everyone. of Seattle. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Sorry. That's okay. And then we have uh, we have Mr. Colin Gallagher, who is our Midwest connection representing the greater Ohio area. Hi, Colin. How are you doing today? Hey, hey. Back in the Midwest. Doing well. Excellent. No, no better place to be. The Midwest. So here we are. We are at episode 22 for Tech Vines. And I was thinking about this the other day. And it's like it, it doesn't feel like it's been 22 episodes and we pretty much record almost religiously every week um i think we've only missed one week and that was the week of the fourth of july but other than that we've been you know spot on as far as you know getting together and doing it and i think part of the reason well i know part of the reason for me and i hope for you guys is it's definitely one of the funnest part of the weeks and something that um i know i and i know you guys we all we all look forward to this because we we do put a lot of effort in terms of thinking about the things that we want to talk about um, in terms of the technology topics, but it's also fun because we have to go out and we have to find wine. And there's no better way to kill a couple of hours and to go, you know, drive around and look for, you know, the appropriate bottle of wine uh, for the uh, for the episode that's being recorded. And so for today's episode, episode 22, Double Deuce, um, we have a wine selection of Pinot Noir, and I got to pick that, and I've been on a Pinot Noir kick for uh, a while, and I was not a, I did not drink Pinot Noir at all, really, until the podcast started, and I was enlightened to it, so I picked the uh, the wine selection, we'll talk about that, and then the tech topic for tonight is technology that has changed the way you behave, right, which is, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a an interesting twist on you know, what we use technology for. So not in how it has helped you, but how has it changed your behavior, good or bad, right? Because I know there's a lot of good, and I, I know for sure there's definitely a lot of bad around you know, wrapping yourself into a particular technology or platform. So with that said, let's go to Melissa. Melissa, what are you drinking? Actually, no. No, yeah, we'll go to Melissa. We'll go. No, because there's a bit. We we cheated with it. We we kind of colluded this week. So we kind of colluded, but you I colluded. Knew, oh God, I knew, oh, we did. I we, knew what you we, were doing, so I did different. Coll- so it's okay. We. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you did the old the old double cross. Yes. Yeah, oh, the old double, okay. double cross. Please, so we're good. Please explain. So I was in the store and picking wine, and. Saw kind of my standard Pinot that that I usually go to. It's an Oregon Pinot called Miomi or Mayomi, <laughs> whatever. I'm not pronouncing anything today. My everything's off. So I snapped a picture to Scott and I said, "Typically, when I'm going for Pinot, this is kind of a standard," and um, left it at that. And he's like, "In." And he yes. snapped back and said, "I'm I'm doing it for the show. Blah blah blah. Let's go." And I'm like, okay, so I have that. But I also got another Oregon Pinot called Arath. And I figured I would use that one for the show. So this one's a 2017. It's all right. It's not as good as Mayomi, but Okay. Uh, well, I feel but, a little yeah. bit better than that. It, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't fermented in a tequila barrel then, I guess, right? So it's somewhat <laughs> it's not quite as objectionable as other wines we've tasted oh, on the show. Oh my goodness, Scott. You're never going to let me live that down, are you? No, I kind of not. I ha- <laughs> listen, I walk by it all the time and I see it and I and I smile every time I see that bottle and I'm afraid to get it because now it's like, oh my god, I I, I loved it so much and it had such a I, I had such a great experience, but I know now every time I'm going to drink it, I'm going to the only thing I'm going to be thinking about is god damn it, she said this tastes like gasoline. <laughs> All right. all right. Everybody's got different <laughs> flavor palettes and profiles of, and all that. Yeah, it's fine. There's, <laughs> right. There's a little bit of burn associated with the alcohol. It'll ruin it for me. So I need I need time. I need time. It's too early. It's too early. The for great that. Colin approved it. He did. 
he liked he's, it. He's and, much I like, more yeah, trustworthy I, uh, yeah. when it comes to yeah. wine than I am. Yeah, I, I actually thought I, I did not think it was it, it was it was certainly drinkable. I didn't I did not get, you know, aroma of E97 or whatever it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See? See it's ethanol. fine. <laughs> shake it off. Pure Stop, ethanol. shake it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You know what? Next time I go, I'm going to I'm going to get a bottle of that and I'm going to I'm going to open my mind and I'm going to resample it and see how I feel about that. Um, Colin, what have you got tonight? So I went to an old standard as far as vineyard, um, but sort of a new um, standard as far as Pinot, because you guys know I'm not a huge Pinot fan. I certainly drink it, but I sort of, you know, much prefer to go, you know, lighter, um, you know, or heavier in general. Um, you know, I'll drink, some, I'll drink some of the Italian light reds, but not uh, generally not Pinot. Um, but so I, as fellow listeners know, if you're listening last week, I was actually in California. And one of the things I did there is I picked up a bunch of my pending wine clubs. And I came back with... 16 tra- bottles. I, I just to say a tractor trailer. <laughs> 16 bottles. 16 bottles of wine in my luggage, of uh, one of which happened to be this great Pinot Noir from Pichetti, uh, or Pichetti, sorry, Pichetti, um, which, as I've talked before, is one of my favorite vineyards. Um, so I had eight bottles there, and l- luckily in there there was a Pinot. I was going to planning on doing another one, um, from Castello di Amore, um, but Castello di Amore was had a fire this past week. Um, it looks like the building is still there, and like some of the, some of the outbuildings were were burned, the barn and some other things. But given that, I'm not sure what their shipping is going to be like and things like that in the future. I'm going to save the Castel di Amore for something else. Um, it's a fantastic Pinot, um, but this is also a great Pinot. Um, uh, it's it's not um, Piketty, as I've mentioned, is South Bay. Um, it's in Cupertino. Um, they grow a lot of stuff around there, but they do source for other things from around the area. This is actually a Napa-grown grape, and apparently it's won, it won last year. It's a 2017, and it won Best uh, Pinot at the California State Fair. So what, nice. whatever, that's, whatever that's worth. So, yes, it's, it's very nice, and it's good to open a bottle of Pichetti and have more Pichetti in the house. So, yeah. Can't go wrong with that. No. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I, you know what I love about Colin, more than anything, when it comes to wine. I should. There's a lot of things I love about Colin, but what I, <laughs> drinking wine with Colin is just that that level of commitment to to drinking good wine, because I, t- I talked to Colin when you know offline when he was heading to California to to collect his his belongings, right? And so you know he he's got personal items because he lived there for a bit, and he's got you know stuff in the office, and you know I asked him about that and. It was like he didn't even care about it. Like, honestly, you could have just, like, burned it, and it would have been no big deal. He'd, 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 he'd be fine with that. But he was like, well, I had to come back because I had to get the wine. And I don't remember if we talked about this on the show or the post-show wrap-up, the one that we do internally, um, about the special carrying case that Colin has invested in. Did we cover that in the podcast? We did. I can't remember. If yeah, we did. Was, we talked about my wine luggage in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. He's, got a, he's, got a, he's got a special, you know, commercial hardened uh, case to uh, to transport wine. Um, yes, we did. We did. We talked about that because the question was you couldn't carry it on. So, but that's great. That's great. So I, you know, cats out of the bag. I went with the Miomi because I was snapped a picture that said, well, here's what I'm drinking. I was like, oh, cool. So we could be drinking the same bottle and it'll be awesome because it'd be like we're just kind of sitting across the table from each other, you know, sharing the same bottle of wine, but apparently not to be, which is I- okay. I thought that diversity would be better for the quality of the show. I well, I thought we could gang up on Colin. And, and, oh. and... <laughs> yeah, I should have said something. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, no, <laughs> no. I had this whole big thing, but nope, no, nope, that's all right. We can, we can twist around. But um, I will tell you this, uh, Melissa. I really do like the Miomi. Um, I'm so glad I got this. Um, there's a there's a there's a couple of things that I like about it. Number one, it's a screw cap, and I you know the whole screw cap thing, but um, I, I'm growing on the screw cap things because now it's it's now, you know, if you don't finish the whole bottle, you can put the cap on. But now what I will caveat that you with is that it's never that you don't finish the first bottle. You always finish the first bottle. It's now when you move over to the second bottle, do you really want to commit to that full second bottle? So this gives you the option to kind of put the cap on and uh, save it for breakfast, right? If you uh, if, if you need to do that, but um, so the screw cap, I, I kind of like that from a packaging perspective. But the the taste, it's very, I would say, jammy. It's um, it's sweet. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely um, sweeter um, than 
you know, what I would then you would see see with like, you know, something kind of like a, a Merlot or, or, or a cab. So this it's definitely you, know, you can taste the the uh, the fruit and the jamminess of it. Um, and it's a I mean, it's a good it's a good solid kind of have a glass of wine and just kind of chill out sort of a thing. So uh, I'm glad I have it and I will be adding more. Now, truth be told, I'm kind of hooked into the um, the um, uh, the Velvet Devil. So I picked up a couple of more bottles of that. So we talked about that. So that's an Oregon, um, so um, Washington Merlot. Merlot. Oh, Washington. You're right. Yeah, you're it's right. A it's Washington, Washington Merlot. It's a Washington yeah. Merlot. Um, and it's it's very it's solid. And so I, I picked up a couple of more bottles of that. So um, a couple of recommendations for the for the listeners out there if they're trying to figure out, you know, um, what they're going to be drinking for wine yeah. this weekend. We've got a couple of things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like this Pinot. I think I didn't describe, um, but it's it's certainly got it's not it's not sweet in any, by any means. Um, you know, it's definitely light. Um, it's bright. Um, you know, I think more fruit flavors sort of more cherryish and sort of you know than the traditional than blackberries and heavier things you might get in something else. And and I'm getting a little bit of um, sort of like burnt citrus in it too. It's it's definitely got some acidity to it and, and very delicate like a pinot should be so no I'm, i think it's really well done i'm i'm pleasantly surprised again not gonna be my go-to but you know for a pinot it's really well done excellent and did you uh you want you want to tell us what uh what's what makes a pinot a pinot the pinot noir grape yeah the pinot yeah right the grapes okay <laughs> like what? yeah it's the grape. so, uh, i i thought you were gonna unload some mad wine knowledge on us but um, it's one of the oldest wines, right? It goes back, you know, thousands of years uh, since they first started using that particular grape from that region to, uh, to actually um, make wine. Um, and part of the advantage of the wine is the, uh, the skins, right? It's a very uh, thin-skinned grape, um, which, you know, is, uh, makes it an easy, uh, an easy grape to you know, um, process and, and make into a yeah, and that's that's again why it's lighter than the rest of the reds because the skins are are thinner and you don't get as much tan and other things from the skins that you would get if you if you you know from a, another red grape. Yeah. Yep, I'm setting you up, Colin. Setting you no, up. No, it's fine. No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, no. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so so we got we have the wine down. Any other passing comments on the uh, on the wine? You just totally changed what I'm talking about first for technology. By the way, Scott. Okay, so shifting gears, Melissa, what did you want to talk about first related well, to the technology part of the discussion? Well, By I the way, I can't, you changed the camera angle. I can't see, is it still dark side it, of the no, moon it's, up there? No, it's changed. It's 2112 now. Oh, you got it? No, did you put it up there? Yeah, it's up there. See? Yay. Can you not see now? There. I can. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. I decided to stop living under the dark side of the moon and get a little more positive. <laughs> with the outcome, especially with the upcoming conference this week. So I'm going double rush, uh, farewell nice. to Kings mm -hmm. and 2112. So Great. very a, much that, looking forward. That's a, I love that. I've been, I've listened to that album probably like three times. In, I don't know, since we started talking about it, um, because it's the perfect album because it's like 40, just a little bit over 40 minutes. So if you're going to go out and do a run and you want to like get into something for that whole thing, beginning to end, um, just the, the, you know, the way it times out, it, 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 it's, it's great, right? It fits in perfectly for, at least for what I do. But cool. so t tell us about your technology topic. Okay. Let's so look. I had, I, ch I had a last minute change in that, um, I want to tell you about this wine related tech that did change my behavior around that second bottle of wine that you're talking about. Right. So, um, early, earlier, early on when bachelorette parties were a thing for me, um, I was given this thing called a Vacuvin wine saver and they're little like rubber plugs that plug into the top of your wine bottles. And I happen to have one right here. Um, and it's also got like a little vacuum sealer that comes with it. Um, and the, the idea is that it slows down the oxidation process and, and you can kind of, um, save your wine for tomorrow or the next day or whenever you decide to drink that bottle again. So, it so, comes with so a... it, just so I understand, so it creates pressure inside of the bottle. So it's like you didn't take the cork out kind of, right? Is it, that the, it, yeah, the whole it idea? Basically takes, takes the, it's supposed to take essentially the oxygen out of the bottle from what I understand. Okay. So, so that it slows down that process and, um, and yeah, it's like you didn't uncork it essentially. 
So, so saving it for a later time if you can't drink at all. Definitely recommend. It's a positive and, one. And, and that seems to only ever apply to bottle number. Well, it's whatever happens after bottle one. Be... Whatever happens after right. bottle one, but what if you yes. don't want to drink that bottle tomorrow night? You know, what if you what if you want to wait a few nights and switch well, what it if up you a want... bit? You know, exactly. Exactly. What if you want to switch to another another wine? Yeah, I, I usually have the opposite problem, <laughs> and and there's a device for this too. Not not one of my devices that change my behavior, um, but uh, usually you know. So I, I was once told this by a um, uh, a sommelier in France, and talking about you know um, he's talking about the importance of aerating your wine first, and you know I try and do it when I can, particularly you know if it's a good bottle I'm going to be over dinner, and asked him I said you know those little things that you can you know mechanical devices they look like you know latte f fluffers that you can stick in to aerate your wine. I was like do those do those work? And he's like yeah they they help. And I was like do you ever use them? He's like maybe on the eighth bottle if I haven't planned properly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, so, so again, yeah, he's like, so when you want that extra bottle that you haven't thought about, Eric, yeah, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, but no. If you, but, make yeah, it no. To, if you make it to the eighth bottle and you're looking at that saying, you know what, this one right here wasn't properly aerated, I'd like to send it back. There's only one person that I know that would do that, and she's based in Colorado, and I know a fan of the show. <laughs> she, she's was, done it. She, I've been with her when she's I don't done know. it. Her and John uh, I, both. We were in... I want to say Brazil. I, I and... I've seen I've seen it done on the first bottle. I've never seen it done on the eighth bottle or anything after what, the first. What bottle. did she send it back I, for? It was definitely after the first bottle for this one, and it was sent back. Really? Um, yeah. It it the wine just wasn't. It it was corked, but it it just didn't didn't do well. It needed to aerate, right? So so she sent it back, and she's like. We got to do something with this. And they, they decanted it and got us another bottle. And we drank the other bottle first and did the whole thing. But, yeah. All right. So, But was it drinkable after, after it was decanted? It was, it was very okay. drinkable okay. after. Here's, yeah. so, here's, no, so, so, by the way, ahead, the, the, the term corked, as I said, was it corked? Corked means actually, you know, it is spoiled while it's been corked. Air has gotten in. And oh, it's okay. It so, that's, that's, yeah. so, yeah. So, what I meant corked was, corked means, yeah, I've, I've, spent, I've sent wine back for being corked. I've never sent wine back for not being aerated enough, but they'll have to. I have sent wine back for not being the right temperature. Fair. Really? Oh, I, I almost did that in San Francisco last week. Usually usually it happens in San Francisco because they, the buildings don't have air conditioning generally. Um, and because, you know, they and when and there's few periods of the year when they have a couple hot weeks, the wines they keep in the restaurants get warmer. And so this wine, um, wine it happened last week, but it, but I didn't send it back. I, I dealt with it. I made a joke to the guy. Um, but um, happened a couple of years ago. I sent one. I was there for VMworld. Um, the last time VMworld was there, you know, before the, the Vegas break, and went out for dinner with a friend. And the bottle of wine was, you know, it was tepid. It was, it was, you know, 75, 80 degrees. And I told him to go put it in the fridge for 10 minutes. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, it's supposed it's supposed to be room temperature in no, it's supposed to be cellar temperature in the 1500s France, right? It's not supposed to be you know, room temperature in 100 degree California heat. So, you, so you're lucky you didn't come and put an ice cube in it. You're like, okay, oh no, no 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 no. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I don't know if we'll have it for the next show, but I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a bottle of the tequila wine, and that's how we're going to reference it now. The tequila wine. And I'm going to send it to our friend in Colorado. I'm going to ask her for her address. I'm going to say, listen, we need your help. You have to solve this controversy. Um, drink this wine and tell me what you think. Okay? And I know she's first to be like, oh, it's a white wine. I don't do white, whatever, whatever, whatever. But let's she just... does do white. She does actually. do white. She does do white. Does yeah. she? She turned me on to several whites, actually. Yeah. Yeah, really? she does definitely do white. Yeah, and, and she and I have drank orange wine together. So yeah. yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. She was excited about the orange wine stuff too. Yeah. Okay, so since since I'm split, right, I have I have a yay and I have a nay on the bottle. We go to her and she'll be kind the of the tiebreaker. Um, okay. yeah, no, tie I, I support she's, that. I support she's that. She's the uh, the quorum witness, so she's mm -hmm. gonna figure out oh, active wind. active where the failover and mm -hmm. where we re enable the, the R twos. Okay. All right, that's what we're going with. All right. All right. Action item. Write that down. I, I have that. So, so that was the technology piece. Colin, what did you have on the technology side of things? So for me, you know, I think particularly, um, it's a piece of software. The um, the 
the activity, you know, activity trackers in general. I think, you know, Fitbits first and then, you know, the activity app and my Apple Watch have certainly changed my behavior, made me conscious of what I'm doing and trying to close rings and things like that. And I particularly like the Apple implementation where it's, you know, it's a circle you have to complete. It's sort of, you know, easy, easy to understand in Grok, but I think even when I had um, a Fitbit or whatever, I had something, no, I had the Nike device, whatever it was, it lasted less than a year and fell apart. Um, but um, I think those devices really putting things in front of you to, to make you aware of what you're doing, I think is really, really useful. And it's really changed, changed my behavior. It makes me want to, you know, we all sit in front of a computer all day. And I would sit in a computer eight, 10 hours a day. Um, and I have, I'm sure I have. There are times when I probably haven't got up and left. And the fact that it's there, and I know I have to stand at least once an hour and move around has forced me to do that. I wish there, I wish there was the equivalent for hydration because I need to be drinking more water. Yes. Um, but um, I need, so I need something to change my behavior around hydration. <laughs> um, but I think, um, you know, in terms of activity levels, uh, it's certainly made a huge difference for me. And I know for others too, it's really made, you know, it forces them to be aware of something that they couldn't actually do on their own. Yeah, the I anal- agree with that on the Fitbit side. Um, it, I went from being, from recognizing the difference between being mentally tired and physically tired, because a lot of us sit at our desks all day, but but we work and then we get home and we're so tired, and the feeling is real. But then you look at your Fitbit and you're like, I've only got a thousand steps. There's no way I'm really tired. Like at least not physically. Yeah, you're like, drained. You're not this. tired. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah, the the analytics part of that is 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 you know, uh, it's addicting, right? Because now you're you're watching those numbers and even even things like just your heart rate, right? I mean, how much can you control your average daily heart rate going from day to day, right? But but I was at a place where, you know, my heart rate was at a certain level and I liked where it was at, and then it started kind of fluctuating as, you know, we weren't as active as we had been in the past, and I got very paranoid about the fact that it was trending in a direction that I that I didn't like and then it's like oh my god well what do I need to do to fix this and so it's like well you know every daily physical activity or this that whatever it is changes in, in behavior because you don't like the way the direction that that metric is is heading and you know how much of that can you really control right other than being you know so mindful of it that it becomes this it becomes this unhealthy sort of just you know, it, it's just it's an OCD type of a <laughs> thing that it just kind of you wake up in the morning. It's like, OK, I got to get my steps. I get this. I get this because my heart rate was going this and it was this yesterday. And then you look at, well, what was it you know, today and what's it trending like? And so I don't know if it's good or bad because it becomes just this 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 measuring stick that you're you become uber aware of because you have access to that data. And again, I think the variation at the end of the day over the course of six months, we're talking, you know, minor adjustments one way or the other. But because you know what the math is and math might not even be all that accurate to begin with, you know, that becomes something that is is this obsessive kind of thing that you, you track. I, I don't know about you guys, but that's definitely how I feel about, you know, the 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 things that get tracked with the uh, well, fitness tracker. But I agree, that, but there's, there, there is data obsession and, and I certainly can go that, particularly, you know, on running or cycling. But I think, you know, you, you got to be mindful about what you actually pay attention to or not. And that's why I like, you know, like I said, the simplicity of, you know, most fitness trackers, they focus on a couple of key stats and, and that's it. Like I said, you know, I can, you know, you know, it's about closing my rings and closing those three rings. There's just those three stats and I don't need to worry about much more than that. And obviously I could do heart rate, I could do, you know, you know, also I can do blood oxygen now um, <gasps> on the new watch. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. Though, though with COVID, that may be a good thing to have. Um, um, but um, and EKGs and things. But I don't, I don't worry about that. I focus on, for that at least. I focus on just the high level ones. But interesting, interesting, random point. Uh, do you know that there's no scientific basis for 10,000 steps being a goal? It was yeah. just a round. It was just a yeah. round number that when they did those original men, click pedometers, you know, that they decided to pick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, finger. It's reasonable. Yeah. yeah, finger in the wind. But I yeah, mean, it, it works. It works. It, it it works because then it encourages cheating. Because I don't want to name anybody or point fingers, but there have been step challenges that have happened in the past where certain individuals have, I may have cheated. figured out have figured out how yes. to artificially inflate 
<laughs> the number of steps. I swing my arm a lot. Whoa! whoa. Like I'm almost <laughs> autistic about it. That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's, and that's, I bounce my legs a lot. That is <laughs> but I found defensive. that if you sit in the movie theater and swing your arms. <laughs> You gain a lot of steps without actually taking them. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, no, normally, like I've I've gotten up at the end of the day and gone for a quick walk to close some close ex, my activity ring. So on the Apple Watch, um, they don't track steps for you. Um, they track um, you, how many hours a day you've stood up. So you have mm -hmm. to stand up for at least a minute an hour a day. They stop. They track um, active calories. Yep. Um, and exercise calories, which which is defined as. Um, you know, when you have your heart rate above a certain rate and you're burning calories as well. So usually yeah. I'm fine with the exercise. Sometimes the active calories can be hard. And I, I there have been a few times late at night where I'm like 10 to 50 active calories away. And normally I'll, it, I'll go for a walk. But if it's like if it's like 10, I'll just sit there and move my arm for, 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 for a minute or two. And do go, yeah, do I've, the I've shake weight motion. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, just to, to get it. I mean, it, yeah, it's like it's like a minute for, for each one, but I can do it rather than get up and go for a walk. But I, I, I have done that as well. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. The, the EKG has actually changed my behavior, too. <laughs> like, not just the Apple Watch, but uh, but the EKG function specifically. It's like, is this a heart attack or a panic attack? I've got heart problems. Let's find out. <laughs> like, <laughs> But it's 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 so it's it's crazy because I mean these things didn't exist. I mean just a couple of years ago there was no way to know this stuff, and the fact that I, I, I think having access to it is is cool. But then, you know, having people like just wrap themselves around the data that they're now getting and just trying to make sure that you know, oh my God, I, I need you know another six hundred steps to hit my step goal, so I'm going to sit in the chair and I'm going to wave my arm back and forth obsessively so that I can feel the thing vibrate to let me know that yay, I've hit that step goal or whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. Well, I, actually, that's a, there's that, a lesson that, here. It's never be honest with Scott. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. hey, I, I'm just as guilty. I'm just as guilty. <laughs> Go ahead, Colin. I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just saying the other the other correlate. I was trying to think of how to come. This is going to be my my option three. If I if I came up with maybe I'm going to make it my option two, is in general, haptic feedback. I mean, I think you know those those vibrations, the things we got, those certainly change my you know the behavior. Not you know not a phone vibrating, but brick with the watch and some other things that you know where you get that more tactile feedback. I think has certainly you know changed how I manage my day whether i actually look at my phone more or less or whether I, even for directions like you know i've you know if on on the um, apple watch if you don't know this the the taps to turn left and turn right are different hmm. um one is fast paced tap 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 and one is is tap 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 a slower pace paced out hmm. and once you know that and i think it's tap 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 is left and slow tap is right or, or vice versa um, and you also know that it's like it's one tap and then two taps and three taps as you get closer to your to the point so you can actually navigate without pulling out your phone or, or looking at your watch particularly you know, depending late at night if you're someplace where you don't want to be you know looking at your devices uh, um, you can do that but even for, even for my mom I think you know it hasn't changed my behavior it changed my mom I get I get, gave my mom my old Apple watch uh, when I when I upgraded to my um, series 2 and it changed my behavior with her because I actually was able to get her to answer her phone because she's losing her hearing. This is you know, one of the few health problems she has is losing her hearing. But because it was tapping her, she would know that it was ringing. Um, and particularly, she also leaves her phone in random places in the house. So, uh, and she actually answers her phone on Apple Watch. But the taptic feedback there has, has been um, amazing. And then also from a from a, a peace of mind point of view, the fall detection. I, I bought her the latest one um, last year, primarily you know, because she, she had a Series 0, which was getting old. and not waterproof things like that, but to have the fall detection gives me that peace of mind where, you know, I know if something happens and because it did, she, she tripped over a suitcase and fell and she was fine. She got up, well, besides breaking her wrist, she wasn't, you know, incapacitated. She just broke her wrist and then didn't tell me about it for six hours. Colin, <laughs> um, you can buy, my wrist looks funny. <laughs> it's like, it's broken. We're taking the emergency room. But but knowing that, you know, and having that having that detection gives me an additional peace of mind. I think that the fact that we can do have a lot of that feedback about not just ourselves, but other people really makes a difference for me. That's really cool. Yeah. But then the question becomes like, well, what is because, you know, somebody's doing something with all of that data, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
It's all getting collected. <laughs> somebody's going through it and kind of just. Not like, on an Apple device. It never leaves your device. Actually, no. actually, for Apple, they have to do some because they notify people around heart attacks. But it goes from your. It notifies from your device. Yeah, it notifies from your device, but they had to learn like what what that kind of signal was from the watch, right? It's not. Yeah, like they match. They match your signal against a pattern in the cloud. They don't right. send your data to the cloud, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I I've kind of thrown my hands up around this whole. It, it depends on the, the 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 data that I'm trying to protect and how private I feel that needs to be, right? So so great <laughs> great example. Um, so I got a I got a new coffee pot. It was actually a gift. It was a lovely gift. Um, but it is a uh, I can't say her name, but it's it's a it's her enabled. And the cool, the, so the the cool, cause so I had I had a regular coffee pot. So you, you so yeah. you you can say, who's he bots this? Make me coffee. Yes, yes, and it is so awesome. Oh God, that is the <laughs> ultimate in laziness. But wow. no, listen. But there was a use case to it because, like, you know, some mornings, like, I want to get up early because I have early calls and I need to get stuff done. So it's like, well, I want to get up at, at six o'clock and I like to have coffee like right there ready to go and some mornings it's like okay seven o'clock because i've got a little bit more you know time and it's like every night it's like okay well what time what time do i want this to go off well, what's going on and then but now it's amazing because you know i have her enabled throughout the entire house so i'm literally laying in bed and as soon as my eyes open i ask her to perform the specific task of making coffee <laughs> and literally by the time i come down the percolator is going. It's like that nice hot temperature, and you know, it's a it's an amazing experience. And when you bring people over and you explain to them, hey, watch this, you know who, do this, and like it happens. Is it a is it a pot? Yeah, it's a, okay. It's a, yeah, it's okay, a, I can see that. Yeah, so I, it took me a second because I haven't made coffee in a pot in ages. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Unless no. I was traveling someplace. Yeah. So I have I have a percolator. I don't use it as much as I wish I could. Just because it's like you got to get up and you got to load the thing and you got to, you know, do all that. I, I'm more of the preloaded at the end of the day so that in the morning it's like all set to go. So I like having that ready. So when you come down, it's like, hey, good morning. You know, it's like being at a hotel. It's like, hey, here's your coffee. Thank you for coming, which I miss, by the way. Same. Except for the hotel coffee is always kind of rough, but it's coffee. <laughs> I guess it depends. It depends on what you did the night before and how how much of a how late you are to wherever it is you're supposed to be, in uh in how you have to have uh have coffee. Um. Anyway, I was gonna reminisce, but I won't. So anyway, uh, yeah. The, so the coffee maker was kind of a fun thing. Colin, uh, Melissa, what else do you have on your list? So this is wasn't what you were planning to talk about, but I'm sure you have. No, things that I was going to talk about grocery delivery a little bit. Um, I started exploring grocery delivery, gosh, about eight years ago, and tried it, and was kind of unimpressed. But lately, it's it's really kind of changed my life in a couple ways, and not always in the way you'd think, right? I'll do grocery delivery, but typically it's it's a paired version, pared down version of what I would get at the store minus all produce like i will not order produce through grocery delivery because whoever's doing the shopping there just gives you rotten food like i don't know i don't know why but let's, let's get rid of my... this because you can't send it back yes. yeah yeah so so that's my experience with it is is the produce is all rotten so i will go to the local market here um like farmer's market actually and get produce and then for everything else it's it's like okay I'm shipping the essentials here. I don't have to go into the grocery store uh, unless it's urgent for something. And um, everything's just kind of dropped off at the door and ready to go. And um, it's cut down on a lot of the junk that's around the house, especially with three boys here now. <laughs> Two of which eat like two grown men. Uh, each <laughs> so yeah um so so it's cut down on, on the amount of junk but it's it's also just been so much more convenient and easy to 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 manage and meal plan and do all that stuff so it's been nice see i've i tried it again about eight ten years ago when you know peapod and webvan and those came out and um it was okay it wasn't necessarily worth it i think and stopped um resumed it uh, when i was in california 
again, because it's easy to you know, have stuff delivered, you know, and 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 particularly because the building I was in had refrigerated lockers. Nice. Yeah, and, and so by the way, so, so not that it's for everybody, but Amazon lockers and refrigerated lockers, mind changing, peace of mind. You know, have to sign for packages. Really, really nice. I get. I want the household version. I want the household version that I can put on my porch. Totally. When that comes out, that that will change people's life. Once once you can get that and plug it in and and you know bolt it someplace and people can't steal it. Um, but um, except for when they put your passport in the in the, in the wrong locker by accident, um, and you have a flight in two days. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of high-end items do you have rolling in there that you feel that it needs to be, you know, like in a in a vault when it gets delivered? No, no, no but I mean, in, in in urban areas, people steal packages. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I All mean, right. my, yeah. My, brother, right. my brothers in Chicago constantly have packages stolen off their porch. You know, same mm -hmm. thing in California. I wouldn't trust that as well. Same um, here. Yeah, Even yeah. like with my nightmare driveway and kind of a little more spaced out than my neighbors, like, we still get packages stolen off our porch all the time. Yeah, I mean, if some, if some thief was smart, they would actually stalk out here because there's, there's probably, you know, it was a re there's a good chance you could find something decent in the house. Yeah, but um, you have cameras the, everywhere. Now, so now like, I have cameras. Right, now I have cameras. Well, right, that's, that's the yeah, other but, thing is, like, I think that's that's how you it, it, that's how you nip it is, like, when people, like, in, in I mean, that's the way, that's the way yeah. it's going is that there'll be nothing. There'll be, you know, in terms of where people live and mm -hmm. move around, there'll be... There'll be more areas that have video coverage yeah. in the not so distant yeah. future. Yeah, you'll get than video coverage. Yeah, but, but do I the mean, cops actually enforce it? Do the cops actually go out and find these people? It yeah. will, it's still it's an not, image of someone, but, and, and, and it's, people... it's, not, it's not necessarily the car they drove. It's, it's just it's right. one single image. You know, it's yeah. My brother, like I said, my brother yeah. Neil in Chicago has had this happen, and he's he's ha he has the images, and nothing's happened. You know, and so he's conscientious about it. So it's just it is. But again, so having the locker where you can actually you know some, they can open it and put it in. Um, and, and secured is great, but um, but on the grocery side, I have switched. I've gone to the the what's there's probably a, a, brand, a name for them. I should know it. Um, the plated styled delivery, where you pick out recipes and then they ship you the ingredients just for those recipes. So it's meal planning and delivery all in one. Yes, yes, I've done that. Yeah. Um, and again, and you know, it, it, it stops me from, for me, it stops me from overbuying. Cause like I'll, you know, I'm fine with meal planning, but I'll buy, you know, a head of lettuce when I'm only going to use a quarter of it. And then I will not come up with anything else to do with the other, you know, two, uh, three quarters of it yeah. or, 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 you know, particularly on produce, uh, you know, I am wasting a lot of produce and, or other things because I buy more than I need for the particular recipe. I need, you know, something or, or yogurt or milk, whatever it happens to be, you know, and things I don't consume on a regular basis, you know. Um, and so I find that generally these give me just the right amount for the, you know, the meal that I'm cooking. And, and um, it forces, it also forces me to try different things because, you know, there's a limited menu of their, you know, 20 items or 10 items, whatever it happens to be, depending on the service. And you're like, okay, what am I going to try? I'm going to try something different. And so it's, it's forced me to, you know, try different things that I wouldn't have wouldn't have cooked myself, you know, if I got to a restaurant, I might have tried something like this, but it forces me to, to learn and, and prep them. So, you know, these, these, I'm a big fan of them. Unfortunately, not a lot of them are staying around and they're sort of consolidating. Plated was um, acquired by Albertson is now their in-house brand only. They don't do the delivery anymore. Um, one of the ones I've switched to is Purple Carrot, which is a vegetarian meal delivery service, which, I, which I'm actually loving because it's actually taught me about how to cook good tasting vegetarian food um, and things you can do as opposed to, you know, just, you know, just removing the meat from something or everything else. So it's really been, been interesting and experience. And that sort of changed my behavior, particularly around food and not just how I cook, but what I cook and what I try. You know, certainly exposure to a lot of different things. So I haven't, I have not embraced the uh, kind of um, the, the delivery service around um, groceries. And, and part of it is because I feel I just feel I need to go to a physical supermarket because there's a lot of things that you learn at the supermarket. The biggest one is to sort of take the temperature of, you know, where are we headed as a society, right? What's going on at these supermarkets? How are people coming in? How prepared are they? How are they dressed? What are they buying? What are they looking for? It's just this, it's, it's this fascinating just experiment and in, in being able to kind of check in to be like, okay, so this is what the world in my area is kind of focused in on. So I'm not I'm not ready because I, I'm afraid that like if I go like 
off the grid from the sense that I no longer have any humans around me to influence my behavior when I go out and do these sort of provisioning exercises. I feel that that I'm going like, to start to miss something. But it, I will tell you this in the, in the last you know few months that I've gone, it's the closest thing that I can come to um, that reminds me of the airport experience because I really do miss travel uh, and I can't wait to get back to, you know, the days of being able to like move around and, you know, not, not talk to people, you know, over a wire, but actually physically be able to sit there and, and engage with them. Um, but it, it, it's just this, I don't know. It's this crazy thing where I, I'm not ready to give up on, on that piece of it yet because I, I just need to see the, um, what's happening out there from a society perspective. And that's a good kind of, you are a glutton for punishment. Like oh, I don't yeah. need to, yeah, I need the less I spend in some of these places, like the better I am. Hey, listen, but, but the, the trick is you have to go with like really low expectations. <laughs> and I always do like I go in and I'm like, I, I'm waiting for, you know, I, I, you know, you'll see the old guy with the cane and he'll push his cart back to the cart return. And you'll see some, you know, healthy, you know, young lady with, you know, just out of the yoga class and she pushes her cart off into the woods and you sit there and you go, what is going on here? What have we become as a society? And like all of these <laughs> things, I, I, I've, I've seen it. And it's like, oh my God, you couldn't walk the extra, you know, 50 yards to put the cart down because now you have some poor kid that's got to drag the thing out of the woods because you didn't have the time. Anyway, but that's the stuff. And I kind of, I don't want to say I look forward to it. I'm just very interested in seeing, okay, what's the behavior? But then, the key is that when you have such low expectations and you come in and you have like a positive experience, you someone's nice to you, someone's helpful to you, whatever it is, and it's like, oh my God, you know what? There, there, there is hope for society. There, you know, we, we aren't all going to rot away in the zombie apocalypse and become, you know, dust or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm getting very full. Yeah, I, I had a friend that used to say low expectations, high hopes, and and that does work to an extent. Except for, I'm not sure I can lower my expectations anymore at this point. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, like, things are getting pretty rough. I uh, I I definitely have low expectations when I when I go out. But you know, again, it's like you bump into somebody, and and you know, I I, I go way out of my way anytime you know somebody's working at anything related to the kind of like retail or, or whatever it is. I go way out of my way to make sure that they know that I appreciate what they're doing because, you know, it's that's a that's a that's a tough gig, and they get treated you know, horribly by people, and I've seen it. And it's just like some of the things that you see happening, is it's just I don't know, it's it it, it bothers you, and like so the other part of that is like okay, so I want to come and I want to help redeem, you know, these poor people because you know we're not all like this person over here. Some of us are like kind of nice and kind of cool and we can appreciate what's going on and you know hey things are a challenge but not everything is gonna no, not everyone is here to yell at you or to belittle, belittle you or or whatever it is by the way this is uh this is the second bottle i will not need i will not need a cap on the second bottle that's why i'm becoming very philosophical this will be the the episode where Scott gets philosophical. That's where we could put it at. Where yeah. we mile marker, forty three minutes. <laughs> so, oh, so okay. speaking speaking of wine, there is one thing I was going to ask you, Scott, that I forgot. Right, the trivia for the the wine trivia for the night. Ooh. Okay. And, and Melissa can answer secondarily as well. If Scott if Scott fails, she can go for the steal. I may I may since, fail just I, since, well, I, I'm since, probably going to fail just to put Melissa on the spot. Uh, since 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 you picked it, you should know this. Unless I know it. What French wine style, right? You know, yeah. appellation, right? Is right? It is is Pinot based. It's a Burgundy. Yes, exactly. There you go. You got it. You yeah. see, look at that. I didn't even have to look it up. I look at that. Thank you. Oh my god. Are you impressed? Melissa, did you know that? No. Really? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have googled it real quick and pretended yeah. that I wasn't, but that, yeah, like, but I think, I think that's that like part of totally the... that totally made my week right there. Well, part of the thing that made me like, you know, when I first started drinking French wines, that made them approachable was sort of to translate them to what I know. You know, again, they're all blends, but what's the primary? You know, oh, it's more like this, it's more like that, and so knowing, you know, hey, 
Burgundy is Pinot, and 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 um, Bordeaux is is Cabernet Merlot. You know those types of things. You know make you know make a huge difference. So you know sort of what you're getting and what you like because the the, the strange names can sound scary. So yeah, no, good, good to know. Glad you know, Scott. Oh my God, I I think we should just end the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Scott knew something. <laughs> Colin, that Colin didn't mm -hmm. think I knew. Oh boy. Um, so, all right. So let's go for uh, random stuff. Um, let's. I'm trying to think. I had two things I wanted to talk about. Well, no. I, I mean, I, let's I just in, in since we're doing this, let's do the sort of the meta. But while you do that, Scott, I think the other thing that sort of changed the way we've we've um, our behavior, particularly now, mm -hmm. I will say webcams. Yeah. I mean, given you know, even in the last ten years, I think you know, they've been around. I mean, I remember. You know, the first eyesight camera that clipped onto my Mac 15 years ago at the top of it. Um, and, you know, then getting them integrated monitors. I think really in the last 10 years and probably in the last five, they've really, because it, the it took the software to come with them as well. Right? You know, they have the conferencing software. I think, you know, WebEx and others really didn't get their act together to be able to properly use and display video until, you know, certainly less than 10 years ago and closer to five. And, you know, certainly things like Zoom and, Go to meeting others have sort of really perfected that, and I think um, it, it. So it, it did change because it wasn't so long ago where it was basically you were all dialing into a phone mm -hmm. call, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now joining, name not recorded. Now joining, name not recorded. You remember those days, yes. right? Yes, I mean, yes. it would just be like incessant. <laughs> they were like and you two have... years ago for, <laughs> but for but that the... old company that we but, all but used you to would, work for. You would have you would have like there would be a couple of voices on the call, and you had. Who are these other people? What are they doing? Are they paying attention? You had no idea, right? Now, maybe if they don't have the video going, you don't know if they're, you know, what they're actually doing. But it, it helps like see exactly what's going yep. on. But at least now you can see who are the people that are dialed into this. Thing. And who's because speaking? Before, yeah. yeah, you had you had you had no idea how to do that. But but uh, so real time story from today. So I had a um, I had a customer gig earlier today, and it's a customer I've been dealing with for a while. And, you know, because so I fire up the video and I start doing my thing and the first it I don't know if it was five minutes. It felt like it was an hour, but it was a good couple of minutes. All they did is they went around the table and they made fun of my hair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which is great because, you know, that's it the breaks whole, the ice. Yeah, that's the well, that's the brand. The brand mm -hmm. is the, the hair. Right. So everybody associates it with the hair. And so but it was just this really cool kind of icebreaker because. You know, for the folks that we've been dealing with for a number of years, it's great to kind of like kid around, but it sends a huge message to all the other people that are paying attention and like, oh shit, these guys, they know each other, they're comfortable, they have, you know, a relationship. It's just like, and so I, and without the video piece of that, you would, you would never, you know, get yeah, that, yeah. you mm -hmm. wouldn't get that, that layer of the, uh, of the conversation. So I agree, but I, I got to tell you, I miss the physical stuff. I'm, it's really starting to get. I mean, I, I, it's just same. I, yeah, it's same. it's tough. I, I it's don't tough. miss physical. I don't miss physical meetings. I yeah. Because <laughs> I, you know, I actually find that you know, virtual meetings tend to be as productive, if not more productive, than physical meetings, particularly when you have cameras on because people are watching you. Whereas you know, in physical meetings, half the time people are sitting their laptop talking and, and you know, sitting on laptop typing and, and have no shame in, in doing that. I feel I feel like when they're on camera, there's a bit there's a bit of shame and they actually want to pay attention. So allow me to extend that discussion, okay? So I agree with you if you're just showing up and doing whatever it is to present. But if yeah. you're trying to engage with somebody, there's the hour that you're actually speaking, and then there's the time before and the time after where, okay, the show yeah. is over. No, no, the, 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 Tell the, me the, the, the hallway conversations, the, the, the relation, the, that's what, the, that's what the, I miss, totally. The, get, yeah. It's the it's yeah. the relationship building, mm -hmm. which, okay, it's, it's, it's a lot easier now to get information out and to communicate and to connect with people because Nobody has to go anywhere. Everybody's, you know, basically yeah. home and you just need to set up, a, you know, a link and everybody clicks in and OK. And then you have that hour together. But I think the the big part that will get that, that gets sacrificed and sooner or later people will appreciate it is the stuff that happens before and after that isn't necessarily related to the conversation, but so important because now it's like it's not us and 30 people on this thing and you're going to ask a question. I want to answer the question. So it's me pulling you to a side and saying, OK, so 
what do you really think? What's going on? What it is? And it's that that per- because that's where you that that's where the nuggets are. And the right? social game, right? When you sit next to the customer as opposed to with the sales rep who somehow always seems to sit across the table from the customer. It's it's the little things that that show that that you do to show like you're on their side that kind of win them over. You know, um, all that stuff I miss. I don't even sell anymore. <laughs> I still miss it. Like it's it's not the same. It's not like I can find somebody now and and have those conversations anymore. Yeah, I mean, I was, I miss the water cooler. I miss that sort of social media. Again, you're right. It's got the after meeting where you, hey, by the way, have you thought about this? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Because that's where like when people, you, when, yeah, it, people it, are on the spot and they're sort of processing and they're yeah you know, yeah it's it's yeah I agree I agree with you on that yeah. But there's 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 the way people act when they're in front of everybody and then there's like the, the real person that is like okay so tell me what's going on what happened you know what are we gonna do that stuff right yeah and, and I think that's the that's the 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 intangible that you know for the folks and, and this is the other thing is you know a lot of people that are coming in especially the the, the newer folks right this is their new normal, right? You never go out and physically talk to anybody. You have an hour. And in that hour, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to throw whatever it is I'm trying to pitch to you out to you. And hopefully you you like it. And if you don't, then I've got to go in and I've got to retweak how that was presented, right? Not really being able to understand that it's not what was presented that was the problem. It's or how something was presented. It's the actual, well, this is what you have. And this is no one wants this. This is just it's it's wrong. Not wrong, but it's like it, it's it doesn't meet what we're trying to do. And and those are different conversations that you can't have. I think you know over over a Zoom conversation. It's it's definitely a lot more work to get that sense of we're all in this together and we'll do what we need to do to help you, right? And, um, because and, they know they're being pitched to in the one hour Zoom. <laughs> they know. They just... And it's being able to read the room. It's so hard to read the room because before you could like be, you could look and be like, okay, these guys they don't give a rat's ass about this thing right here. First time, I think I've sworn on tech vines Ooh. online. Oh wow! That was ass. Does that count? I don't know. Yes, it counts. All right. Is it, is, it, saying, is it one of the seven dirty dirty words you can't say? Uh, I it would is have not, to... but it still counts. Yeah. No. I, ha- I have to Google that. Right now I have up on my Google screen, uh, Pinot Noir is a burgundy. So that's how I... Yeah. I'm only kidding. I knew that one. I knew that one straight up. Um, anyway, no, we're it, it is not. Yeah, so I, I live by the George Carlin rules on that, by the way. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> Speaking of, of, of going back a couple episodes to hit Bill and Ted, but yes, yeah. No, it is not one of those, so it is not swearing. Okay, so... Um, so Let's see. What have we got left here? Um, what's everybody doing? What, what are we all working on? How about that? I like hearing about that because I see I see the things that we're working on, but I like hearing it from you guys. So I am through my launch hell, my self-induced launch hell, because I decided, oh, we're going to do a bunch of small things this summer um, and spread them out across my team, and then forgot that I was the one tying point that had to be involved in all of them. <laughs> um, but so I'm done with all that and got a little bit of a break. So doing some creative projects <clears throat> that got put off. Um, working on a comic book for my team. Um, sort of, you know, uh, define, I was asked to put together sort of a manifesto for how we should operate. And and one of the ways is to, you know, be different and do things, you know, sort of unexpected. And so I'm publishing the manifesto as a comic book. So can um, I ask you? Can I ask you a couple beautiful. questions about it? Yes. Yes. Not that I. Not that I know anything about it. Not, not that I asked you to preview it a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> just, never not happened. A, never I'm happened. so jealous right um, now. Are um, you? Are you? Oh my God. Are you? Uh, are you featured as one of the uh, characters I, in the so, comic? So I was. So I think <laughs> the artist decided oh, to. Oh my I think, God! I can't I believe you saying that. It, it, but no, I saved it because like I, so. <laughs> You know, I worked on the script, and you know, with, yeah. with, I, I had two team members working with me on it, and I sort of, you know, helped them work on the script. We revised it, and then um, we we did the kickoff with the artists, and sort of, I let them run with it, you know, and I, you know, and I was checking back in periodically. But I really, until I got this, you know, they sent they send you know a rough sketch, and they send you line art, and you know, I sort of peruse them to make sure generally, but I wasn't paying a lot of attention to it. Um, <laughs> and then when they sent me the full color, you know, close to final proof the other day for the art, I was Were like. You... 
this kind of looks a little like me. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I can't oh, no. even believe you. So, not that I've seen it and I know nothing about it, know nothing about it, but I can only imagine it is someone with Colin's facial features with a completely jacked superhero body. <laughs> Broad shoulders. Okay, by the way, uh, by the way, I'm not the first one on this podcast that's been a superhero. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah, we're all behind that. But if I, you know, if I ever saw this, that would be the first thing. I'd be like, how accurate is the representation? Because let's just say that's, you know, and good for you. You're paying for it. I would do the same. No, I said I did not. I mean, no. So like, there are there there are times. But actually, by the way. The, so um, let me ask when, you this: when, Are you gonna? No, when, are you gonna? When we did the are you, are, you, are you not gonna print off one of the frames from that comic and have it like blown up to like this massive poster that you hang onto the wall? I hadn't thought about that, but I might. <laughs> you absolutely. You know what? That's your fucking Christmas. Oh my god! I dropped the F bomb. That's your Christmas <laughs> present. <this year. laughs> now we're gonna label this podcast explicit. Jeez. Oh um, god. Or or bleep it out, which is yeah. probably easier. Um, okay, wait, wait, we're at what? Time code, time code, time yes. code? Okay, 55 minutes, in 46 seconds, bleep that out. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, anyway. I, I might print it out now now that I've got a sneak preview of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have it somewhere. Maybe you'll um, see it behind no, me. No, so, so so to be honest, like when we did the Cloud Defender game. Yeah? Like I have a that, t-shirt. Yeah, I, have no, a, but, I have 100 t-shirts <laughs> yes. in a box. But do you remember the game that went along with that? The, 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 no, the, I don't remember the game. I remember the t-shirt, though. The the hero in that looked exactly like a thin version of me. Oh wow! I'll send, I'll send you a picture of that. Like, yeah, that that artist definitely decided like it was going to do me, and I actually used that as my avatar for a long time. If um, I would, if I Colin, if I were to redo it again, not that you have or that you would, I would make it a completely jacked version with just like your head on Superman, basically. Like Flash McPherson. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Yeah. I'm, All right. I'm just saying. Like, Melissa, what's going on in your week this week? Well, <laughs> next stuff. week we are launching two brand new products, completely brand new products. So as you can imagine, the life has been a little chaotic up to this point. And after that, I'm doing exactly what Colin's doing. And I'm planning for the next year and kind of restructuring my team a bit. Because um, with these two new products, we're obviously going to have to rethink how we execute on um, the whole portfolio. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a fun few weeks. Excellent, excellent. Well, so for me, there's some conference, virtual conference coming up, and there's the usual shenanigans. But before we go, got, hold up your glasses. Let's do the. Uh, hold, hold on, I need, I need to film mine. Got him oh yeah, I got to refill mine too because yeah. it's bad to cheers yeah, we, without anything. No, no, no. Uh-huh. Right, we got to. We can't do that. Off. Yeah. We have to talk. I love your wine glass, Colin. So, guys, as always, you know, this is like the favorite part of the week. It really is. I look forward to this more than I think, (laughs) more than I should, but I know you guys look forward to it as well. But this is definitely fun. And and for the folks that listen into this, God bless you. I swear to God. If you you DM me, I will send you. Anybody that DMs me, oh no. Anybody. (laughs) Here we go. All right. Oh. Anybody that slides into my DMs. Anybody, anybody that DMs me and references tequila wine, and you give me your shipping address for the oh, first, no. the first five. Okay. Oh, I was gonna right. say you're gonna be in right. trouble. For the <laughs> first, for the let, this is a good test, right? Here we go. Yeah. We'll get some feedback on this. For the first five people that um, DM me on Twitter. With hashtag tequila wine, with your shipping information, I will send you said bottle of tequila wine, and you can tell me, really, Melissa, whether or not (laughs) you hated it. Now I'm gonna game it and be like, you have. I'm gonna tell all my employees, look, you have to DM this guy (laughs) tequila, (laughs) and then tell him it's garbage. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that to you for real. Yes, but you would. No, I wouldn't. No, no. I'll I'll be nice. I'll I'll let I'll let this happen organically. All right, well, yeah. Let's have. Let, yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting. So anyway, so episode twenty two. Oh my god, we're like we we're right at the hour. So episode twenty two, 
we had fun. I don't know if people are still listening, but this was amazing, as always. Melissa, you have episode 23 coming up, so you have big shoes to fill based on today's discussion. So we're gonna where keep are we going? It simple. What, <laughs> next what do we? Week. Uh, all right, let's in keep the, it simple. In that the world is your oyster, really. Um, we're gonna go with spooky as the theme. So um, Halloween's coming up, and there are a lot of kind of spooky themed wines out there and things that we could try and do. Um, so it's it may mo- be more of a marketing focus where, where we pick a wine with a clever spooky name or a clever spooky bottle, um, but also tech that kind of spooks you. Um, so, so it'll be a lot of fun. I like that. That's yeah. A good, that's a good one. I thought just in time for people to go out and figure out what they're doing for Halloween, given it's a Saturday night this year and um, full moon and all that. So got to do it up, especially since most of us are still in lockdown. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's going to make me work. Wow. Okay. Nice one, Melissa. Yeah, nice one. Yep. It's, it's okay. going to be fun. We're going to have fun with it. All right. So we got to wrap this up. We could We could do like another four hours of this. Like literally we could. Uh, but we have to wrap this up. So uh, I, I, a lot of fun, as always. Um, um, Colin, Melissa, you know, you guys are the bomb. You know, this is just a great way to, um, you know, kind of chill out and kind of talk about this stuff. So um, for myself and for Colin and Melissa, um, guys, I forget how we wrap this up. I'm kind of lost. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Colin? wine good tech and for me peace out thanks for uh, listening and 